What's up, Central Illinois? Derek Hayden here. Garrett and I love sharing all the awesome stories about our Central Illinois business leaders. We want to make sure our Central Illinois businesses are protected so we can continue to share all these great stories. That's why you should consider another great Central Illinois company, Pekin Insurance, for your business insurance needs. That's right. You can get all the commercial insurance coverages that your company needs from an excellent insurance company headquartered right here in Pekin, Illinois. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important to you, employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about their commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. You can also contact your favorite podcast host, Garrett, or myself, Derek, and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Welcome to the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast, where business owners, thought leaders, and community champions from across Central Illinois come to share their story. The Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. Anything less would be uncivilized. What's up, Central Illinois? My name is Derek Hayden here with Garrett Ulmer. We are your hosts for the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. Today, we are excited to bring you the first ever guest on the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. It is my pleasure to introduce him. He is a graduate of the University of Illinois College of Law. He serves on the board of directors of the McLean County Museum of History. He has previously served on the boards of Decatur Area Arts Council, Decatur Public Library Foundation, the Decatur Celebration, and the Young Philanthropist Giving Circle, and as president of the Decatur Chess Club. He was also previously nominated for the Greater Decatur Chamber of Commerce's Entrepreneur of the Year Award. He was named to the Central Illinois Business Journal's list of 20 people under 40 who make a difference in Central Illinois. He's currently a partner at Bolin, Robinson, and Ellis, otherwise known as Bree Law. Central Illinois, please welcome to the show, Mr. Josh Rorschheim. Man. Wow, what an introduction. Thank you. <laughs> well, hey, it's the, the introduction you deserve, Josh. We're, we're very pleased to have you batting lead off as the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast first guest ever. So um, with that, I'll go ahead and turn it over to Garrett to, uh, to get a little more info about you. Absolutely. Thanks, Josh, for being on. I tell you what, I'm glad that Derek was starting that off because uh, that's a mouthful, and I know I probably would have messed that up somewhere along the line, but man, what a line of credentials we got going on here. And, and once again, thanks for thanks for jumping on the show for us. So first off, we're going to start with our speed round. So I hope you were prepared. Six, six questions in under 60 seconds. It, it's going to help our viewers and listeners get a little bit better idea of who you are, okay? Okay. Ready to roll? Let's give it a shot. All right. First concert. First concert. It was, I think it was in high school. It was a Christian rock band called Striper, whose big hit was To Hell with the Devil. Okay. They were pretty awesome. Go. Awesome. <laughs> All right. Maybe junior high, I think. There you go. Favorite movie? Um, the Blues Brothers. All right. Great nice. one. Favorite ice cream flavor? Cherry. <laughs> iPhone or Android? iPhone. Favorite social media platform? Facebook. Why Central Illinois? Man, it's home. The Just the goodness, the decency of the people here. There's a ton of opportunity in Central Illinois too. So well, I, I suspect we're going to talk about some of that in the edition. Yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, one of the favorite things I always like to ask somebody on the iPhone or Android question is why an iPhone? And, and you know, it's, it's so cut and dry. People are either on the iPhone board or they're off. So what, what's your quick answer for that? Man, everything just works. It just always works, consistently works. It's easy to use. And it's, uh, you know, like so many of my friends and partners are on it. There's some advantages uh, of, of having everyone, like being able to FaceTime with family. Yep. Just a lot, of, uh, a lot of advantages of being on the iPhone, plat- iPhone platform. I'm an iPhone guy as well. And the, the, the simplicity of it makes it easy for me. So, so just, a, now, now that we've got to know you just a little bit better, what we'd like to do is talk to you a little bit about your journey as a businessman here in Illinois and take us back in time and tell us how you've gotten to where you are today. Sure. Uh, well, hey, I'm born and raised in central Illinois outside of Decatur. Um, you mentioned uh, University of Illinois College of Law in the introduction. I, I did undergrad in law school in Champaign, had a, had a great time, great experience there. Um, had the pleasure of being student body president at the U of I, which was a lot of fun. Started a scholarship there I'm really proud of. Um, I did a little bit of political work in between undergrad and law school. Then I worked in DC uh, for, um, then it was one of the two or three largest law firms in the world. I had like 3,800 lawyers, a global firm. I did government affairs work in DC for four or five years. And then I, I decided to move back home uh, for kind of family reasons and um, to be, uh, just go back to my hometown, you know? And um, I worked for a few small firms in central Illinois. And then at one point I hung up a shingle and was a solo practitioner, had to learn a, a lot about, um, be, you know, wearing all the different hats in a business. Um, and as that solo practice grew uh, five or six years ago, I um, really needed more um, administrative support. I saw a lot of advantages of having partners to collaborate with. And I, I joined the law firm of Bolin Robinson and Ellis, which has an incredible reputation in central Illinois that really built on the excellent work of the founders. And, and they've built a, a firm that's a full service firm throughout central Illinois. We were up to 13 lawyers uh, with a, a great company culture great results for clients and um, couldn't be happier to be part of that team. Awesome. Awesome. What are some of the locations, Josh, uh, that Bree Law has here in central Illinois? Well, our, our kind of flagship uh, is in Decatur. We, we have the, the, this beautiful old firehouse that's right across from the courthouse. Okay. Um, I, I run our Bloomington office. My wife is a professor at ISU and a few years ago, um, we, um, we moved first to Clinton and then to Bloomington and now we're in Northern Normal. Uh, but uh, so we've gotten kind of closer and closer to ISU, which has been great as we've started a family. Uh, but the firm was supportive of opening an office in the Bloomington market. Um, so I've kind of led, led the charge on that. We also um, added two great lawyers in Sullivan. Uh, the firm of Wooden, May- Wooden uh, Mayberry merged in Debris Law. And uh, you know, they've, been, they've been there forever. I don't know if you guys have met Steve Wood, but he is just a hilarious BS artist that you would have a great deal of fun talking to him. Um, <laughs> then right before the pandemic, um, there's, a, there's a trend in central Illinois right now where um, it is getting harder to bring lawyers back. So there are a lot of counties that are underlawyered now and are going to be increasingly um, suffering from a shortage of lawyers in the community. And we identified Logan County. If you look at the 102 counties in Illinois, Logan County is the third most um, underlawyered county in terms of like lawyers per capita. Okay. Um, we were hearing there was only one um, lawyer who was really taking many new family law cases. You know, every divorce cases needs two. Um, 
And we opened a satellite office in Lincoln for that reason, because we've got several family lawyers and we know the folks in Logan County have some unmet legal needs. And uh, so that was our fourth office. I see that as a model that makes a lot of sense as, I mean, where you guys are in Shelbyville, I think you're frankly number seven on that list of 102 counties. So oh, wow. um, I, 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 I would love to, for us to open a Shelbyville office in the, in the near future. But um, I, I just think that's one way of bringing a lot of resources so you can have like elite litigation teams and a lot of resources to support um, big problems when they come up because they come up in, in smaller towns, just like, uh, <laughs> like bigger cities. So we, we would like to find ways to help meet unmet legal needs. Great. What, uh, so you mentioned Josh, graduate of University of Illinois College of Law. Yeah. So what inspired you to become a lawyer or, or practice law? What were some things that led you in that direction? You know, I, I think one big one was the versatility of a law degree. Because it, it's hard, you know, when you think about what we expect kids to know when they're 18 and starting college about what kind of yeah. career path they want to take. I mean, no one can have any idea what they really want to do where they've been exposed, unless they've been exposed to like way more things than the typical 18 year old. So really when I got out of undergrad, I knew I liked political work. I, I worked in the state Senate for a year, um, learned a lot, but it seemed like most anything I would want to do with public policy, I would need, uh, I would benefit from having a law degree and the, the, the training and that knowledge. Plus whether or not it, it's valid, it did seem like lawyers just got kind of automatic credibility across a, a, a lot of different fields. And I, I like the idea of that too. So I figured uh, three years uh, for law school at a place I love would, would make a lot of sense. And um, I, I, so that, that's a lot of why I intended really to do more public policy and political work um, when I went to law school. And then, you know, after I came home, I, I, I guess I'll say one of the, 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 there are a lot of great things about working for a, a big global law firm. One of the um, downsides is that apart from your pro bono cases, because your clients are like global companies, foreign governments, um, mm -hmm. they don't have junior lawyers having a whole lot of client interaction or making key strategic decisions, right? You, okay. you wanna pay like the thousand dollar an hour partners for those things. But in central Illinois, you can really get to know your clients. You can help make decisions. You can help solve problems. You can, um, you know, be a really active part of, of the case. You can get trial experience right away. You can get experience really practicing law and helping folks right away. So that, that was a lot of why I, I came home um, was it was just really rewarding to be able to work with just the families and friends that I, you know, I grew up with and be able to be a resource for them and help them. Great. Great. Well, you mentioned in the uh, intro and the speed round that Facebook is your number one platform uh, as far as social media goes. Now, I've been doing some research on you here. Some, some would call it internet creeping. I call it research. Um, <laughs> so I'm looking at your website, Josh. It's RorschachLaw.com. Yeah. And it's one of the coolest websites I've ever seen. It's, Man, thank you. It's got your video in the background, um, you know, you meeting with some of your, your clients and it's very cool. So tell me how, I guess, on the business end of things, some of your marketing plans and how that all ties into you educating the community and gaining new clients? Well, you know, first I'll start with one thing that I think made a really big difference in my practice. Um, I've kind of gotten to know some other lawyers from around the country and we have kind of like a tribe of folks who help each other with growing um, and, and delivering better services and um, helping the way we think about being professionals. 
And so a lot of this has come from um, things I've learned from other lawyers, you know, locally and nationally. But one thing that helped me a lot was niching down. And it's hard when, you know, I've represented a lot of businesses, families, and in estate planning and, and um, business law and all, all, lots of litigation disputes. But uh, two or three years ago, I made the decision to narrow my practice to only taking personal injury cases. And that made a huge difference in my ability to market effectively, my ability to serve clients even more effectively. A lot of clients, especially in central Illinois, when you're looking to lawyers, you're just gonna see a lot of generalists. Um, and personally, I, I, it's really hard to be an expert at everything. It's really hard. And just to do it, to practice efficiently, um, I felt like to make sure I was getting it right, I would have to spend five or six times the amount of time I should on some questions to research things exhaustively. And then I wouldn't feel right about billing the client for that. So I'd, I'd, I'd cut my time a lot and end up working crazy hours. Um, and you can have a much more manageable life as a lawyer if you decide to just focus on doing one thing or two things really, really well. Uh, the other advantage is, you know, imagine like training a staff. If, if you are trying to, if you're not really trying to do like 20 different things, but expecting your staff to do 20 different things, you're kind of setting them up to struggle and fail. So I like that by niching down, I can have my staff learn a process and have systems so we can, um, you know, resolve our cases much more quickly than, um, than perhaps a generalist would be able to who doesn't have the benefit of thinking in systems and having checklists, processes, and roadmaps and automations to really deliver a better experience for the client. I think what you'll hear from most central Illinois lawyers who've been successful is their practice is built on giving good results to clients for years and years and years. So um, that's the first, the first step of our marketing is we want to deliver excellent results. And and I think having a systemized kind of narrow practice makes it way easier to do that. Um, so that's kind of the starting place. Beyond that, in terms of marketing, um, a lot of my work comes from other lawyers. Um, there's a, a, a kind of a, a norm in, um, in the law in Illinois and lots of states where we can pay referral fees to other lawyers who send us work um, in for some types of cases, including what I do. Now, if I send someone to another lawyer who just does like, family law, there, there isn't like a referral arrangement there. And that's fine. Um, that said, I'm really happy to be a hub if anyone has legal questions to if, if I can't help you and my firm can't help you. I think one of the um, one of the real privileges is being able to help a client find the best lawyer for them to solve their problem. So I think just have, being open for anyone um, in, in the network to call you and help them find a solution is an, another um, important part of marketing because if they feel like, you know, even if I, he didn't do um, some type of like strange type of case, but he took an hour and a half to try to find me someone who could help me, that person is likely to remember and, and want to want to call me when, when they do need me for something I do. Yeah. Sure. Sure. No, I, I agree. I feel like one thing that Derek and I, if we talk to a successful business or businessman, um, one of the first things they tell us is, you know, when you got started, when they got started, they did several different things and couldn't keep up with all of it. And when they decided to narrow their focus down, life changed for them and their business. Like you said, you can become a lot better at a couple things than trying to be the best at all. of them. So I think that that's, that's a great example. Yeah, the, it's the hard, hard to do, because it's hard to feel like, you know, when I did it, it like maybe personal injury was 40% of my revenue. So yeah. it was a bit of a leap of faith. Yeah. But it's also way easier to refer cases to when you just do one thing. You know, sure. people start thinking of you for that, that type of case. 
Um, yeah. And then you can build you can build web content for that kind of thing. Like I've yeah. recorded maybe 100, 120 videos answering common questions about injury and accident law. Yeah. And I couldn't do that for every possible like legal practice area, you know? Yeah. So the, it's, it, it helps in, it certainly helps with marketing, it helps in referral relationship building. And um, it, I, that's made all the difference to me. No, I, th I think you're spot on with your approach, Josh. I, I can't agree more. Like Garrett said before, what's the saying? Is it um, instead of being uh, a mile wide and an inch deep, you should be an inch wide and a mile deep. So yeah. gaining that expertise in one particular niche, like you said, um, you can't be every, everything to everybody. And yeah. if you try to do that, you're going to get burnt out and you're going to find that your business is going to suffer a little bit as well. Um, and it's tough to do, especially early on. Um, I know I'm in my ninth year now in the insurance business. And when I first started, I'd go do a homeowners here and a special events here. And someone asked me a crop insurance question, then a small business question. And it's good to know a little bit about everything. But for example, if you are going to be the commercial insurance ex expert, don't go off and try to start learning about crop insurance. I'm just kind of using my example. That's yeah. not my, my specialty. We do have people here in the office. Garrett has a specialty in crop insurance. So I just pass it down the road to Garrett if that's a question. Um, so yeah, there's, there's a lot to be said about niching out and being an expert at one or two things versus trying to answer everybody's question about everything. Yeah. Find your, find your space and then own it. You know, <laughs> that's right. Try to go that direction. So Josh, you're, you said your main expertise is injury law. So yeah. um, what are some areas, some, some examples of injury cases that you work on specifically? Well, um, yeah, a lot of car accident cases and um, that, that's probably most of my practice car accident cases. We do some, unfortunately, you know, dog bite cases. A lot of those involve, unfortunately involve kids the the positive side of that is you may be able to recover enough to put a kid through college or um, fund a surgery that they're going to need or um, hopefully like you know, or maybe help them start a business or buy their first house down the road so that's kind of the the really kind of uh, meaningful side of, of, of what we do um we, you know some like slip and fall cases kind of any type of injury case we um we can anytime someone was injured through the carelessness of another person we're happy to talk to them for free. That uh, one other nice thing is, it, it we never like I never like am sending a client a bill for for these types of cases. So it's doesn't cost the client anything to just talk to someone if they get an offer to settle a case. We can we can talk to them about it, give them just candid advice about whether it makes sense or not. Um, and most individuals are just at such a disadvantage when on the other end of the phone there's an attorney or an insurance claims adjuster where that's all they've done for 20 years and this is your first car accident. You have no idea what it's worth. So you're kind of negotiating um, in the dark until you know, um, or have, have someone help you understand the value of your case. So that's, we talk to a lot of folks when, when um, about all types of injury claims, but um, other, other more uh, niche types of injury claims like medical malpractice, um, workers, workers' compensation, asbestos mesothelioma cases, some mass tort cases. On, on a lot of those, we will serve as like local counsel or we'll refer to someone uh, I have some lawyers in my firm who do some workers comp, but like on asbestos cases, we have relationships with um, like some of the best asbestos firms, not only in the region, but in the country. 
um, and we can we can bring those resources to bear. Same with medical malpractice. We don't um, typically handle those in-house. We serve as kind of local counsel and bring in really top tier firms to take the lead on those cases. But um, I, I really think that a local person is better off having a local firm help them and bring, and, and like we're gonna be better at identifying the best resource to solve a problem than a non-lawyer will be. Um, so just like with you guys figuring out of, of this huge universe of insurance companies and coverages, what, a, what exactly a person needs. Like, I, I think that's really analogous that we, we can, um, that's one benefit of working with the lawyers. The lawyers should have a network of contacts who can help with that. And our office has really built a wide network, especially in some of the more kind of complex uh, mass tort and class action type cases. Gotcha. Excellent. What would you recommend to an individual? I know that you, you probably hear it a lot. They're, like you mentioned, they're, they're just kind of lost. They, they, they've had an incident happen, um, you know, kind of questioning, what should I do? You know, when, when should they first off try to just reach out to you to kind of set a consultation? You know, I, it, it may sound predictable to say like as soon as possible, sure. but there are a lot of reasons that's true. Uh, one reason yeah. is there could be critical evidence that can be lost. Um, there could be like, I've got a case right now by a kid, kid was hit by a car while, while a pedestrian, a bank um, about half a block away has video footage of it. And we were able to get to the bank while the video footage is still there. Uh, if they would have waited a month, who knows, you know? So sometimes important evidence can be gathered immediately. Um, another really important thing about these cases and the, the ultimate result of the client is how the medical bills are processed. Um, and getting a, 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 someone who deals with these issues every day involved early can help make sure everything is processed optimally, which can make an enormous difference in what the client receives at the end of the case. Um, so I think the, the earlier, the better. Um, and again, I think some folks assume anytime they talk to a lawyer, they're going to get a bill. So it's just important to know with this type of case that that's just not true. Like an injury lawyer will almost always talk to you for free and, and there's no downside, you know, it's just like you taking the time to talk to someone who may be able to help you um, even just give you some information that makes you a lot more money. Um, Perfect. Absolutely. I want to jump into the kind of the, the business side of things. And I, I know you said you were kind of solo when you first got out of school and um, joined Bree Law later on. What were some or what are, are some or were some of your biggest hurdles as a business owner or business leader that you've had to overcome? Wow, man, that's a great question. Um, when I was a solo, it, it's, it's very hard for someone starting a business to learn how to handle HR and accounting and IT and marketing. And there were just some huge advantages in being part of a firm that had solved all of that and solved it in a, in a pretty sophisticated way. Um, after joining the firm, I think a lot of lawyers are, there, there's a classic business book called The E-Myth Revisited. And it talks about there being technicians and, um, and entrepreneurs and, and a lot of lawyers are technicians. They, they just wanna to go to the office and work on the motion or, or do the research, meet with the client and, and leave at the end of the day. Most lawyers are not entrepreneurial. Most lawyers don't wanna stop and take a step back and, and look, look kind of more globally at their practice and think about it like a business. And that was really just like a mindset change. Um, so I think one of my biggest challenges, and I think this applies across industries, is just stopping and thinking of yourself as just a lawyer who's a technician 
and thinking about yourself as an entrepreneur who happens to provide legal services. And then think about your business in that way and how to, how to build um, systems to do things more efficiently and like, like you were running a business instead of just being, a, being someone working in a business. Um, so th that, that was probably the biggest hurdle for me. Um, and th frankly, the book I mentioned helped a lot with that. Awesome. No, that's great. That one thing that I try to do and I don't do it well enough or often enough is um, I try to think I'm obviously, I'm not the owner of Danzig insurance, insurance risk advisors right now, but I am the 100% shareholder and CEO of Derek Hayden incorporated. So you, <laughs> yeah. Whether, whether it doesn't matter if you are a business owner, if you're just in sales or an employee of a business, that's the way you've kind of got to think of it is, when I'm making decisions to build my own personal book of business or to build my own um, Derek Hayden incorporated business, how do I look at that instead of just kind of going through the motions and, you know, answering emails, you know, returning phone calls, what can I do to better myself, to grow my book of business? Although I'm not the business owner, it is impacting me directly by, you know, doing different things and, and making sure I have prioritized um, events and, and, uh, things I do on a daily basis to further myself and my own personal business. So that is a very good, good, uh, uh, example of a hurdle, Josh. And it's something that I don't do often enough, but when I do step back and think of it that way, it helps me prioritize certain, uh, certain things in my life and in my, my business. So very good point. Well, man, that's, that's obviously working for you. So <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Well, I'd like to keep building on that. So yeah, that's great. Well, I think Josh, you've done a great job. We're getting close to time here. Um, one thing before you leave, any tips for entrepreneurs that are listening right now here in central Illinois that you would leave them with? Yeah, you know, I'll, I, I'll tell you one other thing that made a big difference to me. And with, you know, more and more folks getting vaccinated, a lot of us being really eager just to be around people again and, it, one thing that helped me a lot before COVID hit, um, I made a point to try to take, um, ask someone to lunch once a week, someone to lunch who I'd like to meet, yeah. who I, I could learn from, who I'd just love to know their story. A lot of other lawyers, but other profess professions that are sort of adjacent to mine. And, you know, uh, I, I've learned so much about how to be a better businessman from just asking questions of people who've who've run, um, a, run a business for years in, in different industries. So I, I think, you know, if you, it, it can be hard to do because you may not want to like take an hour and a half um, out of your schedule every single week, or, you know, you may already have a routine that you would have to like shake up to do that. Um, and it doesn't have to be lunch. It could be breakfast. It could be a happy hour. But if you can make yourself ask um, one person a week and just have a discipline about it uh, to get out there. And then when you go like, Try, don't think about what they can do for you. Just think about what you can do for them and what you can learn from them and how you can, you know, maybe there are ways you can help each other, but um, we can, we can learn something from almost anyone. And if you kind of go to some of these conversations that way, I, I, you can derive enormous value from it. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Nope. That's uh, I think Garrett and I were both chomping at the bit uh, to get these businesses open so we could get you know, in front of people again and yeah. you know, being, being two sales guys, we're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm over these zoom calls. Let's get out in front of people and, yeah. and kiss some babies. 
you know, no. that may be frowned upon now with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, it's almost like locking butterflies in a room and not letting them out. It's just like, we got to get out and spread our wings. There's only so many times <laughs> in these four walls. I've got to get out and shake it up a little bit. You know? <laughs> awesome, Josh. Well, hey, I know our loyal listeners are going to want to reach out to you to uh, learn more about you and, and maybe consume some of your content. Uh, where can they reach you? Where can they follow you on social media? Uh, give us the rundown. Sure. Uh, my email is josh at brelaw.com. Um, uh, you can reach me at 217-615-5030. Um, my personal website is uh, rorschaiblaw.com. You can also reach me through our firm's website, which is brelaw.com. Um, I'm on Facebook. Pretty easy to find. There aren't a lot of, you know, there are three Josh Rorschaibs, but I'm pretty easy to find. The other two, we all got together for barbecue in Indiana once. It was awesome. Really? <laughs> but I, but I, I'm the only lawyer that, of, of us, so um, you know, actually one of them, my own brother was with me that day and he calls one of the other guys, the cool Josh Rorschach. And I hate to admit that he's right, <laughs> but, but anyway, that, that's, if you just look up like Josh Rorschach lawyer, uh, it'll be easy to find me on like LinkedIn, Facebook, um, website everywhere. So. Awesome. Well, Josh, thanks for being the leadoff batter on the central Illinois business leader leaders podcast. For all you loyal listeners out there, make sure you're subscribing to the CIBL podcast on whatever platform you like to consume podcasts on, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, where we should be included on all of those. Um, and also, please take a minute to leave a review if you found this podcast useful or, or exciting or entertaining. Um, you can also follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook or engage with our guests there as well. Until next time, this has been the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. Thanks, Josh. Thank you both. Really enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Central Illinois Business Leaders Podcast. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash C-I-B-L podcast. You can also follow us on LinkedIn. Don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review. It's the civilized thing to do.